Welcome to the Shed the Shame podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Whitens, online women's mental and emotional wellness coach, educator, and mental health advocate. My mission is to create and embrace a new norm of processing emotions and healing trauma. This will allow us to collectively shed the shame, guilt, and stigmas around mental health, emotional well-being, and self-care. It's long overdue for society to empower women to shamelessly focus on their own health and wellness so they can self-heal and, in turn, model that healing in their relationships and especially for their children. This podcast is a place for inspiration, education, and tools on how to confidently break the societal patterns that keep us stuck, unhappy, and unfulfilled in life. It's time to start creating the healthy and happy life you've always dreamed of. Together, we can do this one episode at a time. So without further ado, let's dive right in and shed the shame. All right, positive versus negative self-talk. So I'm just going to kind of give you an overview of this topic. You know, I think you kind of have a good grasp of it, but I'll tell you that negative self-talk or any self-talk for that matter is different for everybody. So some people, when you think about what you say to yourself, you don't even really think about it. It just happens, right? And for other people, when you start to become aware of what you're thinking or how you're talking to yourself, it's like you can actually hear your voice. And then for others, it's more of just like thoughts and feelings, like it just kind of happens. That's more of how I experience my self-talk. Also a little bit of the verbal inside my head. That's usually when I'm in like a situation, like for example, where it's more triggering and an automatic reaction. For example, when I'm driving and if someone makes me angry by cutting me off or something, I automatically say something not very nice in my head and, and that can totally turn my day around. So I'm going to give you guys some pointers. I'm going to tell you some things that I've learned and how it's changed my life and changing my self-talk around. I was a very, very, very negative self-talker just in the realm of looking uh, and how I perceived the world. Okay. And how things were happening and why they were happening. Everything was happening against me. Nothing was happening for me and just specific things. I just was always very negative about. And so we'll talk about some of those things. I'll kind of get an idea from you ladies where you're struggling with this the most. And we'll start to pinpoint those areas and I'll break down the self-talk and how you can identify it and what it's doing in your life and, you know, maybe just how impactful it is. And I'll give you some strategies to identify your self-talk and whether it is good or bad. And we'll start at the end, then we'll kind of start talking about how you can change that. But the big piece of homework I'm going to give you for the next three days is just to become aware. And we'll talk more about that at the end. So the first thing I want you to think about, and I saw people with notes, so I'm real, I'm real happy about that. Uh, the first thing I want you to think about is like what specific situations do you find yourself using negative self-talk? So, you know, I'll, I'll give you some ideas like 
Are you just now realizing like around food or exercise, that is the main times when you are totally like shaming yourself or saying you can't do something or, you know, any, or when you look in the mirror, that's a big trigger for me. I'm not very good at that, but I've worked hard at reversing a lot of that. So if you could just write down or think about some of the specific situations you find yourself using negative self-talk, I'll, I'll start kind of brainstorming, helping you brainstorm to get some of those ideas also. Maybe being judged or feeling judged, does that ring any bells or does that connect with anybody? It's such a burden when we carry all of that judgment. So some things you can think about, some examples, I'm going to break it down into four areas where you can think about where you might be critical in your self-talk. Okay. So those areas are when you're hesitating, when you're hiding, when you're hypercritical, that might be the biggest one. And when you're feeling or acting helpless, these are like traps where you get stuck in your head, okay? And that's when that negative self-talk kicks in. Okay, so the first one is hesitating. So this is usually triggered by having uncertainty, all right? So you hesitate on something. And some of the ways that you can get through any of those hesitations, so like, let's say... Okay, the social situation with lots of people. I really like this one. This is so good. You're walking into a social situation you were invited to. And if, if you're anything like me, before even getting to the so- social situation, <laughs> you were at home trying to figure out what to wear and you were like going through piles of clothes and you're like, oh, nothing looks good. I don't like this. Oh, and you're just all in your head about it, right? And it's Typically, the language with negative self-talk and limiting beliefs is going to revolve around these like all these words like always, never, words like that, where they're very descriptive and you use them like it happens all the time. I never feel good. I never feel pretty. None of my clothes fit. So what happens when you hesitate is you give your brain a chance to come up with all this crap to say to yourself. All right. I am really good at hesitating and overthinking. So overthinking is a key um, item of hesitation. You wait and you usually like wait because you're hesitating and, and you also might be a perfectionist. I'm a recovering perfectionist myself. All right. So one thing that you can do to kind of break that habit of negative self-talk is almost do the opposite of what you're used to doing. So if you're a chronic overthinker, there's a couple things you can do. You can have someone else choose for you. You can give yourself a time limit. Like time limit is great for overthinking because then you have no choice but to make the decision and not get stuck in that loop of that negative self-talk in your head, right? Checking yourself out in the mirror, that's one for me. 
How about like after you eat something that you shouldn't have eaten or you ate too much, what do you say to yourself? Or do you say things to yourself that aren't very nice? And some of you might even be thinking like, oh my gosh, I never really even thought about this. Like, ooh, what do I say to myself? Right. And that's okay too, if you're just starting to think about it. Okay. So the next piece, so we talked about hesitating, all right, which has a lot to do with waiting, overthinking, and perfectionism. Next, think about times when you hide, all right? Maybe it's that social situation where you kind of go to the back. You know, I, I talk, I've talked to my clients about times where I have I've just not felt very confident being in a specific social situation, like, like a wedding or a new year's Eve party or something. And I hide because of all the crap that's going on in my head. How many of you, someone gets the camera out and they're like, let's take a group picture. And you're like, Oh crap. Nope. 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 Get to the back, get to the back, only show your face. And that's it. Like <laughs> hide your body and only peek your face out or put your kids in front of you so you're not seen in the photo, right? Has been there, done that. I have two little kids. Yes, they can make some barriers when you're not feeling confident and you've got that crap going on in your head, right? Swimsuits, that is hard. That is so hard. So if, if a lot of these situations, I want you to think about what is, what's the connector, what's the common theme? Like, am I comparing myself? Am I trying to be perfect? There's usually going to be a common theme. And what I would like you to do is to keep breaking that down. Okay. So what's the common theme? I'm comparing myself to everybody else or... I'm not good enough, or there's a common theme. And then the best thing that you can do with that is break it down even further to the emotion, because that emotion is what is going to set you free from that negative talk in your head. When you figure out the base emotion that keeps grinding at you and keeps you in that loop of negative self-talk, that is what will set you free. And we'll come back to that. That's also a whole nother, a whole nother call we will be getting to in the future. So hiding is avoidance or maybe staying silent to the outside, but in your head, it's just going and going and going, right? Procrastinating. I'm a huge procrastinator. Those are all areas under hiding. And this is usually triggered by fear if you're scared of something or someone. So think about situations where you don't feel confident or you feel scared or you're afraid of judgment or you're afraid of whatever. Okay, break it down into that core emotion. All right, the next area for negative self-talk, this is the biggest one, is hypercritical. All right, now typically... This is where you focus on why you can't. You fixate on what could go wrong. Or you're like stressed to the max. 
And you're, and the reason you're stressed to the max is because you're picking apart every little thing, right? Fixating on it being perfect or not perfect. So I will give you a really great example of this that has to do with us being here today. So typically 10 years ago, I would have been so freaked out about doing this presentation for you guys and so scared of not of it not being perfect that I would have spent so much time like outlining every word that I wanted to say. And all that would have done is would have made me rigid. I wouldn't have been personable. I wouldn't have been able to kind of read the crowd and it wouldn't have felt genuine, right? Because it's not coming from here. It's coming from a script. But that's the only way I knew how to operate because I was scared of not being perfect and doing it right. All right. But what I have come to realize by rewiring my brain and rewiring my thinking and getting out of those habit loops of perfectionism is that it's about connecting to people. It's about me connecting to you and giving you value. All right. So instead of preparing for days and days and days for this call, I connected to my inner wisdom. Like I know this stuff inside and out. I know how to connect with people and build relationships. And I know how I can tailor this to you ladies to make it most effective for you. And so I'm relying on my knowledge that I know is in here and in here instead of like having this rigid script that makes me like look like I'm just uh, on autopilot, right? That doesn't help anybody. Like I could just send you a PowerPoint presentation then. All right. So that perfectionism, stressing myself out over every detail, being hypercritical, feeling like I'm not good enough. All those thoughts going through my head were stories that I was telling myself to convince me that I had to do that to, in order to be good enough. And I'm going to come back to stories in a minute. Okay. The last one is helplessness. Now this might be triggering for some of you and that's okay. If it feels triggering, lean into it. I dare you to lean into it. Okay. So helplessness. So I have some questions over this one. So you might have that negative self-talk and it might be this cycle of being triggered by insecurity or low self-worth. And so here are some questions to think about. Do you actively play the victim or wait to be saved, like saved by somebody? Do you really know what the solution is, but you fail to take action on it? Like, you know what to do. You just don't do it. And then you're like, I just don't know what to do. I don't, I don't know. Like that's negative self-talk. Negative self-talk doesn't have to be like putting yourself down. Negative self-talk is also the stories you tell yourself over and over again on why you can't do something. Okay. If you're someone who ever feels that nothing ever goes your way, I know some people like that. Everything's always bad. Everything's always against me. Nothing ever goes my way all stories. And that's negative self-talk. 
Do you have all the excuses in the book when it comes to accomplishing your goals? All right. Like there is always an excuse. You always have something that you can say um, or do, or this is different than setting boundaries, but when this gets in the way, like when you're sabotaging yourself, look out for creative excuses that you're using to get out of things that hold you accountable. But yeah, that comparison, when you find yourself comparing yourself to others and what other people are doing, that is a big red flag that your self-talk, like your stories aren't serving you. Okay. So let's talk about when stories aren't serving you. So like I said before, negative self-talk isn't just putting yourself down, like looking in the mirror and saying, oh, I, you know, I look like a big fat heifer and I can't ever wear this. And how can I like, oh, I'm so ugly. All of that stuff. Yes. Putting yourself down is negative self-talk, but also stories that you tell yourself that keep you in, you know, that keep you hesitating, that keep you hiding, that keep you in that hypercritical state and that keep you feeling or acting helpless, that is also negative self-talk. Anything that sabotages your positive progress is going to be that negative self-talk and that those, and their habits, their habits. But the good news is you can change a habit. You can create a new one. So that's what we're going to start working on today. All right. I've been thinking, so I'm lucky enough for this homeschool stuff and for the how people are navigating schedules of, you know, two days, kids in school, three days now, we have kind of that schedule going on. I'm very fortunate that I'm home all day. My husband also works from home. So it hasn't been a, an issue for us. But like, if we were both working out of the home, I don't know what we would do. I, I don't know how people are doing this. I, so yeah, I feel very empathetic towards those trying to navigate all of that. And, and the teachers know this too. So like I said, be very open with the teachers on trying, you know, and asking for help. That's your, that's the best thing I can tell you. Okay. So stories. So let's think about some of these stories. Now, when we talk about stories that you tell yourself, these can also be broken down into limiting beliefs. I'm going to do another call on limiting beliefs because um, that's important also. But we're going to focus just kind of on the surface level stories first because limiting beliefs can go much deeper. So we'll save that for another day. But some of those surface stories that you tell yourself, your brain believes them, first of all. Whenever you have thoughts going through your head or some information comes at you, your brain just doesn't inherently know what's true or false. It just takes it in as information. Okay. So when you're thinking specific thoughts over and over and over, you start to believe them, whether they're good or bad. So that's bad news if you're saying all bad stuff to yourself, but it's good news if you're saying all good stuff, right? So let's change our stories, but let's identify some of our stories first. So some of the common stories that I've identified myself and with clients is I don't have time. I'm too busy. I'm too broke. I don't have enough money. 
I'm out of, I'm out of shape. I can't do this. Somebody else is better than me. Mm-hmm. Feeling like other parents are more prepared. I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough. Somebody, everyone else is better than me. So I would dive into that. So how is that common theme blocking you from success in the other areas where you're struggling? Uh, Let's see. I can't eat healthy foods because I have kids. See, exercising just doesn't work for me. I've tried all kinds of diets and none of them work. Oh, what are some stories? Another, another great thing is if you identify one of your stories and you want to go to the next level with it, ask yourself, where did this story come from? So let's talk about that judgment story. Okay. If you're feeling judged, if you feel, uh, if you're comparing all of that stuff, right? That's heavy stuff. And that like weighs so much on you. And I'm telling you guys, when you change your thinking and you rewire your brain to stop thinking that way, it is liberating. It is like a thousand pounds get lifted off of your body. It truly feels like you could float because you're not focused and stressed on that so much all of the time. Okay. It takes time. You have to be patient. So we're going to take baby steps. I'll tell you right away. If you go to my Facebook page, you're going to see all pictures of me like in California on the beach and in the sun and loving the sun. I don't live in California. (laughs) Someone asked me one time, did you move to California? I'm like, no, I wish I did. I live in Wisconsin. I live in the opposite of California. I want to live in California. California is my happy place. I love it there. And I visit there as much as I can. And, you know, I, I run a business. So I do a lot of my, I create a lot of my content while I'm out there, while I'm working my business. It's convenient. And it makes for feel good content. So when people see my stuff, they feel good. That's what I want people to feel when they see what I have to offer and they read what I have to say. So, yeah, you'd think... I have this perfect life, like living around California and bodies of water and in tropical areas. And, and that's, that's not right. That's it's not true. I would love to. Yes. But I try to match my content up with my message a lot. So I want to show and bring people joy and, and feel inside. So tell yourself a different story. Okay. So when you're, when you feel judged, or you feel, let's talk about judgment. This is a really great one. And I actually had a really big breakthrough with one of my clients on judgment. So judgment specifically, if you're feeling judgment, there's probably two things going on. You're judging yourself, okay? So it's like a mirror, right? If you're feeling judged by a specific person and they are like kind of obvious about it and kind of things they say and if they have like passive aggressive stuff and all that jazz and they just kind of throw stuff in your face and you're just like, for real, like, why do you judge me? Like, why is it like this? Their judgment is a direct reflection of what they think about themselves and it has nothing to do with you. Now, I know you've heard that before. 
But if you have a specific person that you feel judged by, I want you to think about that person and think about their past. Think about where they came from. Think about their experiences and start thinking about if they are actually feeling judged and they're projecting it on you. Okay. Cause that's what people who feel judged or feel insecure do. They're not sure what to do with those feelings about not feeling good enough. So they look at others and it's a direct reflection of them. So the new story. So for example, my client has issues with her mother-in-law. Shocking. I know. Right. So, so she, she's like, I constantly feel judged by her. I like, she says stuff like this, like she'll go to her house and she'll be like, Oh, just got up from a nap. Hey, not working today. And she's like, no, like, oh, oh no. Oh, did you just get up from a nap? Did you get a real job yet? So like snide stuff like that. And that's really hurtful to her. So when we talked about what her past was, what her experiences were, what's her past? Like she's making comments about her weight. She's making comments about her jobs and working. And when we dove into her past, her mother-in-law's past, we were like, oh, she feels like shit about herself. It's not about me. So now when she's confronted with that attitude, with that judgment from her mother-in-law, instead of immediately getting irritated by it, she immediately said, like, now she says to herself, oh, she's really feeling like crap about herself. That's too bad. Do you see how that can change your whole outlook? Instead of feeling attacked, you're almost like, oh, that's too bad that, that they feel like that because you recognize it's about them. So that's one way you can take something like judgment or comparison or not feeling good enough from a direct person or maybe like a group of people because like groups of women can be not a great idea. Not this group of women. This is a good group of women, right? we're all good. But some groups of women, I know some groups of women that, whew, yeah, I'm not going to be in on that group because I know when I leave what they're going to talk about or who they're going to talk about, right? So yeah, change your story. All you have to do is change the story. Think the opposite of what you're thinking. It's not about me. It's about them. What a shame. And then everything changes and your stress levels go down, and you feel like you can breathe again, right? And being a mom is hard because we're thinking about everybody else, right? We're worried about everybody else. We're making time for everybody else. We're putting everybody else first. So our automatic reaction is to say, put us last, which is negative self-talk, right? When you are methodically and every day putting yourself last on that to-do list. And there's a lot of things on your to-do to -do list, right? Especially when your kids are stuck at home in quarantine and oh my gosh, it's like a nightmare. Like you never put yourself to the top of that list. And when you do that, you are inadvertently telling yourself, I don't deserve time. I don't deserve to give myself what I need. 
everyone else is more important than me. That is all negative talk. It's negative self-talk, whether it's what you say in your head or the actions you take or the lists you make and where you put yourself on that list. Okay, so let's start talking about how you can tell yourself a different story. All right, so when you start to identify some of the common themes and the common negative self-talk, things that you say to yourself, tell yourself a different story. Tell yourself a story, for example, if one of your stories is I don't have time, tell yourself you do have time. I have time and I because I make time and that's just it. And so, well, I have all these things to do. I don't have time. There's this and this and this. And so I can't make a healthy meal for myself because I just don't have time. Well, you have time because you make time. Flip it. All right. If you have a story where you're in shape and you have the healthy, you're the healthiest that you've ever been. Have you ever told yourself that like, you are magic and that you are working on making yourself better and that's amazing. And you're putting all of that energy into giving back to yourself and what a role model you're being for your kids when they see you do that. Tell yourself that story. Don't tell yourself the story of how you can't. Tell yourself the story of how you can and why. I think you guys uh, work on connecting with your why. You're going to be working on that. That works for a lot of people, and it doesn't work for a lot of people, but it can be super powerful either way, especially as moms when you have kids. Change your story to be, I'm healthy for my kids. I'm healthy. My story for being healthy, part of my story is, I don't want to end up like my parents. Quite honestly, my parents worked really, really hard their entire lives. They have a lot to show for it, which is amazing, but they don't have their health. So they worked the majority of their life to enjoy a tiny portion of their life and they can't even fully enjoy it because they're not healthy. And part of that, part of their story has always been, I'm sick. I'm hurt. I have to get another surgery. This happened. Now this happened. And it's always this negative, negative thing. And I decided that was not going to be my story. And I wasn't going to teach that story to my kids. And if there's one thing, if you're a mom listening to this or watching this later, is what do you want the story that your kids are viewing to be? because they see what's going on. Even though there's a lot of crap going on up here, they absorb it all and they feel it. You know your kids feel you and feel your energy. So that energy shift comes and those stories change with that inner motivation. But motivation just doesn't happen, right? You need to be consistent and you need to decide to just do it. And then that habit starts to form of being a positive self-talk person, of instilling confidence in yourself, of telling yourself everything that you are and everything that you have and celebrating it. Okay? So start telling yourself a story where everything works out in your life and you are abundant and 
and you have the things you need to be successful because they're all in here. It's all inside of you. Those are the new stories you can tell yourself. Take your old stories and flip them and write them in the flipped version, the positive version every single day. Okay. So what I would love for you to work on is just become aware of that negative self-talk of those negative stories that sabotage you of that stuff that keeps draining you and pulling you down. What is that stuff? What are those stories? What, what is that? What are those thoughts that are going through your head? Just become aware and write them down in your journal, in your notes on your phone, on a piece of paper. One of the best things that I ever started doing was when I have a thought, because this happens all the time where I think I'll remember it, so I don't write it down. And then like the next day I'm like, oh yeah, what was that brilliant thing I thought about? Nope, it's gone. <laughs> I put it in my phone right away. Even in those times at night where I'm trying to fall asleep and I think of something really good, I have to get up and I have to type it into my phone and then I can go to sleep. Otherwise, it will be gone forever. So do it in the moment. Notice it. Just start practicing noticing when your thoughts turn negative or when you're in that poor me mindset or when you're looking in the mirror and you're looking, you know, when you look in the mirror and you don't like how you look, it's because you're looking for the things you don't like. Look at the things that you do like. All right. Pick out the things that are rocking and that you love and celebrate them. Then the other stuff doesn't matter so much because you're celebrating like your goodness, which is what we're here for. Okay. Those are the little things you can do to start becoming aware of and start practicing flipping those stories and flipping your negative self-talk. So it starts creating momentum in an upward trend for you. Okay. We want that upward trend to start building, but you have to start at the bottom, which is awareness. That's the key. So just focus on the shit you say to yourself all day long. And pretty soon you'll just be like, Oh, and the, the way that I started doing this, that was easiest for me was I just started noticing how, what I say when I'm driving, that was how I practiced. That was the easiest way for me because I knew that I talk a lot of shit when I drive <laughs> because I must be the best driver on the road. <laughs> and so I was constantly in a state of stress about everybody else and how they were driving. So what I started to do is I started noticing it and I was like, oh my gosh, I am rotten. I am rotten at what I say and who I say it to, even though I'm like saying it to other people, it just got me in the habit of thinking about what I was thinking because typically it just happens and you don't think about it happening. So just think about thinking. That's the first thing. Okay. And start brainstorming and writing down those stories that you kind of know are there. But now that this is in your head, I have it in your head and you're even thinking about it now, it's, it's planted. A seed has been planted and 
what you will do with it automatically now is you will start thinking about it. You can't help it. It's just going to happen. So start thinking about what you're thinking and become aware. And if that's where you're at just for the next three days, that's perfect because you have a lot of other stuff going on, right? Like just kind of be aware of it, jot it down when you become aware. And then Thursday, we'll talk more about those common themes that are trapping you, where they're coming from. And I'll help you flip the script if you're having trouble with that. And we'll dive into that a little bit deeper and set you up for success until we meet again. Yeah, I think that's all I have for tonight. You're probably like, oh crap, this lady gave us homework. What is that? Who is this? That's not what I signed up for. (laughs) Or maybe it is. (laughs) Love to you all. I hope that was helpful. I hope you get something from that. I think it's okay to find me if you want to find me on social media or on Facebook or something. And if you have a question or something for me, you can go ahead and do that. And I'd totally be willing to answer questions there too if you can't make it Thursday. All right? All right. Have a wonderful rest of your evening and uh, we'll see you in a couple days. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Shed the Shame. If you liked what you heard today, I'd love if you subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please share it with anyone that you think it would resonate with. If you feel so inspired to, please leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode on Facebook or Instagram. 